0: You know we love spooky things. This is why we fell in love with Michigan-based Lynn B. Designs. When I popped the pumpkin spice all the things wax melt into my burner, my home was filled with the delicious buttery scent. Plus, there's the wide variety of gorgeous nail polishes with themes like Hocus Pocus and Pleasant Peninsula. All products are vegan and cruelty-free, and you can find monthly sales on Facebook and Instagram at Lynn B. Designs. Head to lynbdesigns.store today. Again, that's L-Y-N-B-designs.store. We love them. We love you. It's great nail polish. It's the best I've ever used. (laughs) Thanks! Michiganders can be a superstitious bunch. We find all sorts of reasons to explain the world around us, sometimes pulling from science, sometimes tradition, and sometimes from our imaginations. What happens when we can't readily explain our experiences, and what happens when a ghost story gets out of hand? Do these legends stem entirely from fantasy? Or are people seeing things no one can truly explain? I'm Krista K. Coburn. And I'm Kay Gray. Welcome to Haunted Mitten. Welcome to our very first lighthouse episode, everyone. Uh, It's hard to believe we've made it this far without talking about how many freaking haunted lighthouses we have in Michigan.
1: (laughs) Yeah, are you kidding me? Wait.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, okay. Yeah, no, we did. Shipwrecks, we
1: did. Hmm. All right. (laughs) All right. The only lighthouse, I think, that we have talked about was the Saginaw River Rear Range Lighthouse in the second Bay City episode last season.
0: Yeah, that's the only one. It was, we, like, put it in with Bay City because also a haunted place. That was, that was the women getting it done episode. Hell yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, This will not be our only lighthouse episode, by the way, not by a long shot, because good Lord, there are so many. <laughs> Um, In fact, this episode will cover only half of the haunted lighthouses in the UP that we have record of, all of them on Lake Superior. So there's a lot more lake. Yeah. There's a lot more lakes to cover. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) But remember what they say about Lake Superior,
0: she never gives up her dead. So there's a bunch of stories that we will never have. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I remember in the, the shipwrecks episode, a lot of those were on Lake Superior, too. Yeah. So. Ho-ya. Ho-ho-ya. The four lighthouses that I picked for this episode are all pretty close together. They are along the Lake Shoreline. Uh, we have two right by Marquette, interestingly, and the other two are west of there. So, this is like a very. Oh, wow. Concentrated we're in a very area. small
1: part of, like, <laughs> overall, what a very small part of Michigan and lakes. Yes. Yes. Good Lord. Oh, my God. <laughs> we have so many episodes
0: out of this. So many lighthouses. One whole season devoted to lighthouses. I have that map framed in my uh, you do. hallway of all of the lighthouses. I think we have the most lighthouses of any U.S. state. Probably. Yeah. Because. We have, like... Well, the lakes are really dangerous, guys. We have, like, the most fucking coastline <laughs> of any state. Pretty much. Between the two peninsulas, yeah. People don't think of that, but yeah. And it's super dangerous. Yeah. You're welcome, world. What? <laughs> look, I... Look, just
1: as long as you don't get into a fight with Robert Evans from um, Behind the Bastards podcast because he wishes to nuke the Great Lakes. That's so- dumb. That's <laughs> dumb.
0: <laughs> there was just that article at Live about Michigan being like a climate haven for yeah. climate change. Yeah, And I remember a friend of mine, dead serious, back in college, so we're talking 20 years ago, she wanted to earn her, like get a firearms license so that when the climate wars came, she would be able to defend the Great Lakes with a gun and her life. Oh shit, we all need to she was (laughs) very forward Like we were all like ha, ha, very funny and no she knew what was coming no she knew what was gonna happen she was right oh no yeah she knew what was coming oh no (laughs) (laughs) we better start building a wall (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was it was a very interesting can we get the Great Lakes Navy going I mean, we have the Coast Guard, but that's not the same. No, it's really not. No, we need a Great <laughs> Lakes Davy for us here at the Great Lakes. Yeah, join in with like Ontario and uh, Quebec. And, yeah. yeah, get this going. <laughs> Excellent, good. Anyway, back to haunted staff. I guess. Um, let's start with Marquette Harbor Lighthouse. As I said, there were two in Marquette. Uh, which I purposefully left out of the Marquette episode in season three just so we could talk about it here. In fact, I think if you go back to that episode and listen, I specifically say that I left it out. (laughs) We're not talking (laughs) about that.
1: This lighthouse is located in, guess where? Marquette. Uh, Which is located along the Superior Shoreline in the UP. And that's not like the Superior Shoreline. That's like literally the lake. But I love saying that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The Superior
1: Lake. The Superior Shoreline. Diana Higgs Stampler tells us in her wonderful book, Michigan's Haunted Lighthouses, which you can purchase at bookshop.org shop slash haunted mitten, plug, that the Marquette Harbor Lighthouse was built in 1866. It replaced a previous structure built in 1853. It is still active and now operated by the aforementioned Coast Guard.
0: Speaking of women getting it done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to quote from LighthouseFriends.com. Oh, such a sweet name. Uh, quote: Nelson Truckee was hired as keeper of the lighthouse in 1861, but we've been off. But he went off to fight in the Civil War the following year. You, you will realize this happens a lot. Yeah. Leaving his wife Anastasia or Eliza to operate the lighthouse. Those are not similar names at all, but okay. You know, <laughs> translations. Um, besides minding the light, Anastasia also raised four young children by herself until her husband returned in 1865. Go Eliza. Go Eliza. <laughs> Good God. Yeah. Raise those kids. Operate that lighthouse all by yourself <laughs> in a not very forgiving environment. No, not at all. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> um, you know, Mar- Marquette is not a tropical island, <laughs> so it gets very cold. Lake Superior gets very fierce. Mm-hmm. She's a fierce lady. Um, now we will jump into some of the paranormal happenings, as it were, and I'll let Kay read from Michigan.org.
1: Quote, Taylor Adams, a longtime worker at the Marquette Maritime Museum and daughter of the former Coast Guard station chief, often finds her eye drawn to a spookier apparition. On several occasions, Taylor witnessed a small g- ghost of a girl on the upper floor of the lighthouse. Standing in broad daylight, this ghostly figure of a girl is seen staring out the upper floor window peering out at the horizon of Lake Superior. It has been reported that the girl prefers catching a glimpse of the horizon when Lake Superior is in a calm state as the winds of the lake stir up the sounds of the souls of her long-lost mother and father, proving much, proving too much for her to bear, End quote.
0: It's very romantic. Like, sad. Yeah. <laughs> and really sad. You're- And Stamfler has a few more details about this apparition in her books. It's fairly famous, I would say, this little girl. Um, The little girl has been seen by staff, volunteers, as well as visitors. Her name is Jessie. She has red hair and green eyes. She's dressed in er her early 20th century quote-unquote Sunday best, um, but is barefoot. Oh, She is heard giggling and skipping around, and she's attracted to motherly types as well as other children. The Truckies, which we mentioned above, had a son named Jesse, born in 1856. So, right name, wrong gender, wrong time period. So, probably not the same child. Mm. Or, because I'm going to get weird with this, because I always do. Hear Woo. me out. This could be how just Jesse really saw himself and chooses to manifest. Eh, eh. Uh, to be clear, I'm not saying this is a transgender ghost. I'm just saying. I would not be surprised by a transgender ghost. Dude. If it's spirit and your spirit can manifest the way that you wish to manifest or wish to be seen. Hell yeah. Or are, you know, truly are inside, what have you, any of these definitions. I just thought that was an interesting thought. Oh, snap. Yeah, so we do have a Jesse, but 50 years before what they claim this little girl wears. Sure. I feel like people are really bad at guessing um, dates by dress. Oh, absolutely. Extremely. I watch a lot of fashion, historical fashion YouTubers. So Right. Let's see. And ch- children's attire, I.
1: Early 20th century. Small children would all be in what we would consider
0: dresses. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. Um, maybe how old she is, because, yeah, maybe. Either it's like a very
1: young child and they're, they're all dressed in like that. Yeah, they're all wearing dresses. That dress. That white dress. Or I am so fucking down with the idea of transgender
0: ghosts. Yeah, why not? Why not? If you can manifest. I mean, they talk about people, um, maybe grandparents who passed as older and then they appear as their younger selves. Right. For example. Because, um, dude, if you get to choose, Yeah. Yeah, appear in, <laughs> in your prime, or or appear in a way that people will recognize you. Yeah, um, or
1: appear how you've always wanted to appear. Yeah, and society or what the fuck ever wouldn't let you appear. Yeah, yeah, good. Love this. This is good.
0: Yeah. Why not? <laughs> why not? Why not changing your your appearance of gender? Yeah. If you can change your age and other things, why not that? Why not that?
1: Why not everything? The local ABC news station, ABC 10, ran an article about this spirit in 2014 saying that in addition to the tower, Jesse is seen on the catwalk. They add that there is no record of a girl dying at the lighthouse, though some children have been injured over the decades, as you can imagine, living at a lighthouse on Lake Superior.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, kids are getting hurt. Jennifer Billick says in her book, Ghosts of Michigan's Upper Peninsula, that Jesse walked through wet paint in the winch room, tracking footprints across the floor, which are still there. And Ghost Quest adds that disembodied footsteps are sometimes heard. I want to see those
0: footsteps. I'm like, do we have pictures? <laughs> I mean, probably somewhere. But... Oh, man. Now I got to look yeah. for pictures. I know. I want to I wanna visit. I've been to Marquette a few times, I would say within the last decade or so. Yeah. It's a pretty cool town. I mean... Once. (laughs) It was with you. Yeah, Yeah, I went once with you, and then I went once with um Greg. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, it's a cool town. In fact, he almost went to school there, because there were very few places you can go to school for film. Yeah. And that was one of them. Oh, yeah. To Northern? interestingly enough, yeah. Wow. So he ended up at the polar opposite of the United States. I know. I'm like, okay, well, he went to New Orleans, (laughs) but all right. Yeah, very... Very different kind of place (laughs) from Marquette. (laughs) Yeah. Also wonderful, but yeah, very different places. Yes. Oh, yeah. Could not be more different. Nope. (laughs) Uh, Next up, we have Big Bay Point Lighthouse, which is located about 25 miles north of Marquette. So we're still in the Marquette area. First constructed in 1896 and automated in 1941, it consists of a two-story brick building an adjoining 60-foot-high square tower and was converted into a bed-and-breakfast in 1986 by Norman Buck Gotchall. Okay. I'm guessing on the pronunciation. I apologize. And his wife, Marilyn. Uh, Wikipedia reports it is the only operating lighthouse with a and b And we should absolutely stay there. <laughs> yeah, we should. <laughs> <laughs> they have spa services. Ooh. I want to go to a haunted lighthouse spa. <gasps> com. Check it out. Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
1: Oh, there are so many things I want to do, and I have so little money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Michigan Paracon, Sault Ste. Marie, um, Strange Escapes, Mackinac Island. I'm mm-hmm. doing that if it mm-hmm. takes all of my savings. Um, that would be great. I want to go stay at this B&B, but that means, like, a trip to the UP. and We got to take some tickets for that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that might have to be like a, maybe we take a week or something. And... Yeah.
1: Because, yes, did we do a whirlwind trip to the UP? Yes. Do I want to do it again? No. No, I'd i want to take, take some time.
0: time. I'm old now. Yeah. I, I want to stay. I want to do the spa, man. Yes. I want to do the spa. That. Haunted Lighthouse Spa. That's a great name for a spa also, by the way. <laughs> the Haunted Lighthouse Spa. Trademark. We, we took it. It's ours.
1: According to Diana Higgs-Stamfler in her book Michigan's Haunted Lighthouses, um, which is a must-buy if you want lighthouse stuff. Oh, yes. If you are interested in lighthouses, this is the book. There are as many as five resident ghosts. First, we have Keeper H. William Pryor, sometimes spelled instead of P-R-I-O-R, sometimes spelled P-R-Y-O-R, who is the first keeper, serving only five years. For a year or so, Pryor's son served as assistant keeper, but died after an injury acquired on the job. Grieving for his son, Keeper Pryor went into the woods one day and didn't return. A decayed body was found sometime later hanging from a tree, and it was determined that the remains were Keeper Pryor. Oof.
0: Yeah, this is, I wouldn't say an intense story, but there's a lot going on here. Oof. For sure. Uh, he was a real cantankerous son of a bitch, <laughs> by the way. Excellent. I Excellent. Mean, That's the best way to describe this guy. Um, Stanfler has some of his logbook entries in her book. And uh, speaking of, according to Stanfler, there was an Associated Press Wire story published on October 30th, 1989 in the Green Bay Press Gazette that said, quote, Gottschall insisted he and his wife did not invent Pryor's ghost to drum up business. Instead, he said, the first sighting was reported shortly after the inn opened by two guests who saw the spirit walking around the lighthouse in his U.S. life-saving service uniform. Wah, say that five times fast. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> uh, there are also mentions of, quote, quick and unexplained banging, running, water in the basement shower, and other phenomena, um, all attributed to the former keeper. Okay. Why they attribute that to the former keeper, I don't know. Um, Gauchel continued, quote, every morning in the spring, he wakes me up, taps me lightly, and bids me to go fishing. I know that fishing was important to a lighthouse keeper, so I have to fish every morning. I've always tried to comply. I don't want a mad ghost around. Oh, goodness. <laughs> 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 That's a dangerous path to start yourself down, my friend. Yeah, and this guy, he was just such a stickler for, like, perfection, Oh, basically. Like, you, yeah. if you were going to do the job, you did the job right. Right. And it's all in the log books. Ooh. So reading them is, is kind of amusing. And she does have some in the book. I, I didn't want to get into that here because that's not what we're here to discuss. But no, but. He was a cane tanker son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he really was. Damn. Who loved his son very deeply. He did. He loved his family.
1: Now quoting from Stanfler. Anne and Dennis Kirby from Plainwell spent their honeymoon in the summer of 1990 at the Big Bay Point Lighthouse while the Goshalls were keepers. That first night, Anne remembers, they settled into their guest room and were later awakened by the sound of something ping, ping, pinging down the stairs as if someone had dropped a marble down the steps. The next morning, she said, on the bedside table in a small ashtray, a single marble lay resting, a marble that hadn't been there the day before. End quote.
0: That's just kind of interesting. Stampler also writes in her book that the Twin Cities Pioneer Press, uh, which is out of St. Paul. This is kind of fun because we get like other states. Yeah. Presses. Uh, So they printed an article on November 24th, 2007, in which Linda Gamble, one of the owners who took over from the Gottschall, so a little bit later, told travel writer Beth Gauper that, quote, One night she was startled awake by the sound of slamming cupboards in the kitchen. I thought it was a drunk coming back from the tavern, Gamble said in the article. (laughs) I have a temper and I stormed up, but no one was there. So I figured it must be Will Pryor. And I said, Okay, I know ghosts don't like change, but we're changing things. I have to get up in the morning and make breakfast. So cut it out. (laughs) Then I slammed a cupboard and went back to bed. The next morning, all the cupboard doors were closed and we've never had a reputable report of Will since, she said. I call that an Italian exorcism. I love this woman. Oh, my God. (laughs) I love her so much. An Italian exorcism. Yeah. Telling you off. That would be... (laughs) That... I...
1: I used to... So, I'm sure I've said this before, but I grew up in a house that I think was haunted. And, like, I have definitely had to yell at ghosts before to just knock it off because
0: it's late. I would like to sleep. Shut up. (laughs) And if they're just looking for acknowledgment? Yeah. They've received it. Yeah. Yes.
1: But yeah, there have been times where I'm like, "All right, no, we're done. We're done right now.
0: This yep. is it. We're yep. done. Cut it out." Yeah. I do that yeah. with my cats. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Greg does call them goblins, so. That's true. They are little goblins. Yep, chaos goblins. This is what he calls our kittens.
1: Your that's a perfect <laughs> description of
0: kittens. <laughs> chaos goblins.
1: According to Stanfler, as well as Ghost Haunting's wiki, a red-haired man in 19th century clothing has often been seen on the grounds and is believed to be Keeper Pryor. In addition to the sightings and the mysterious banging, it is said that water faucets have also been turned on and off, something that we have experience with. The Morbid Library, which is amazing, says, (laughs) quote, the spirit of William Pryor is often seen in mirrors. There have also been numerous reports of sailors on the land and in the lighthouse itself. The age or era of the uniforms have not been described, but it does not seem unlikely to me that there are lost souls in Lake Superior. A more nebulous theory that has little proof is that the spirit of a murdered woman also haunts the light. I'm making a slashing motion to cut that out because probably not. As the story <laughs> goes, she was lured to the light during its short period of abandonment because she's a moth in the, in the 1950s and murdered. After nearly an hour of research, I cannot find any corroborating news or obituaries for this story, which leads me to believe that the spirit's origin story is more legend than fact. Apart from these specific spirits, guests report phenomena that are not tied to specific ghosts. Guests staying a specific spirit, sorry, guests staying guests staying at the bed and breakfast have heard banging noises from an unknown location in the building. Guests have also reported hearing footsteps outside of their rooms at night and scraping noises as if a door was opening nearby. End quote.
0: Just realized we have two ghosts here that have red hair. Oh. Two different locations, both near Marquette, but nice. within twenty five miles of each other, yeah. give or take. Excellent. That's just kinda interesting. Good. Wonder if they're related.
1: <laughs> like all redheads are, yeah, so like,
0: <laughs> how many gingers are running were running around Marquette back in the day? I don't know. <laughs> People of in Marquette, how many gingers do you have? Right? <laughs> Do you have a high population? I'm curious now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, if if you go and read some of the, the books, they are obviously more details and they're pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Quite a bit of activity, it sounds like, at these both of these locations. Yeah, I'm down. And they're very close to each other. So, yeah, if you want to go look in at, for some haunted lighthouses, head to Marquette. Uh, yeah, we've got four right here. And then we've already <laughs> covered Marquette in uh, a previous season, so you've got a lot of places to look, visit. We've made you... A little audio travel guide, okay? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The UP is a great place. Go visit. Look for ghosts. I wish that I could visit more. Yeah. It's really far. (laughs) Well, and it's from our side, at least. It's it's sort of hard to get to because you have to go across the bridge. Yeah. Like, there's one way to get there unless you really want to drive around the lakes, which is really far.
1: It's really far. That's a hell of a vacation.
0: Yeah. It'd be super fun, but yeah, it would. Yeah. So you're...
1: Not only are you limited on like what part of the what part of the year you can go,
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm I'm I am
1: i i do not want to drive over that in winter.
0: We'll go in like July when it's really hot. <laughs> Early go, August. Go escape. Yeah, exactly. To the UP. <laughs> oh, that'd be nice. Stay in a B and B on the lake. Oh, that'd be lovely. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: anyway, dreaming. Yeah,
1: (laughs) the Eagle Harbor Lighthouse is located in where else? Eagle Harbor, according to Wikipedia, the lighthouse quote sits on the rocky entrance to Eagle Harbor and is one of several light stations that guide mariners on Lake Superior across the northern edge of the Keweenaw Peninsula. The original lighthouse, built in 1851, was replaced in 1871 by the present red brick structure. Which is a Michigan State Historic Site and listed on the National Register of Historic Places.
0: A lot of these places are historic. In case you hadn't figured that out yet, way oh, hey. <laughs> lighthouses what? labeled historic. what? it's, it's pretty incredible to me actually that they've lasted this long because yeah. because of where they're built and what their purpose is, they're still there. They're yeah. still operating. Almost all of these I think are still operating in some capacity or other. It's pretty right. cool.
1: Yeah, if not being lighthouses then being like bed and breakfasts or museums or
0: yeah, exactly. So, Gary Barfnecht? <laughs> there's a lot of... Yeah, sure, why not? It's a lot of uh, Sorry, things turned together. Sorry, Gary, for that last name. Uh, so, he writes about the Eagle Harbor light in his book, Unexplained Michigan Mysteries. A lot of books in this one. Heck, because yeah. Because people love lighthouses. People love them. According to several Coast Guardsmen who spoke of their time at the light, Quote, doors opened and closed on their own, furniture got moved, dresser drawers were pulled out and crashed to the floor, and with the the dead of night, great phrasing, with Mm -hmm. the dead of night often came the sounds of rattling chains faraway voices, and other strange noises, end quote. Is anybody moaning the name Scrooge over and over again? (laughs) I did recently, yeah, watch a couple versions of A Christmas Carol, (laughs) so that definitely came to mind. That's
1: always the first thing I think of when I hear rattling jeans. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, You know. (laughs) Jennifer Billick also features Eagle Harbor in her book, Ghosts of Michigan's Upper Peninsula, and there are a number of incidents described Once, when a visitor entered one of the bedrooms, the cradle located there began to rock wildly. Others entered the room and asked him why the cradle was rocking. He told them it had started on its own. A Coast Guard officer who was stationed here in the 1970s reported odd noises from a room on the second floor of the tower, such as furniture being dragged and heavy footsteps, and claimed that the light switch at the bottom of the tower would click on and off by itself. His alarm clock would be moved during the night or turned off entirely, which is a jerk move. So rude. (laughs) A guest once saw a man wearing a plaid flannel shirt with no face. The same officer from before said that the White House was even worse than the tower. Footsteps could be heard moving around the first floor, then up the stairs, then down the hall. They stopped outside the primary bedroom. Then, moments later, he would hear the footsteps on the ceiling. The brown house, he said, is not haunted.
0: Two keepers died at the light. So, of course, many speculate uh, that it is one or both of their spirits haunting the place. Sure. But, you know, who knows? Yeah. I mean, these are places of emergency. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they've been there for quite a long time. These are not safe harbors. Obviously, there's a lighthouse there. <laughs> if there's a lighthouse there, it's because it's dangerous. Yes. Um, and especially in this area, we're talking about there... Are lots of shipwrecks that we talk about shipwrecks episode that are kind of in this area um yeah yeah well and you got like even just the energy of like the
1: lake itself Mm -hmm. and its craziness with its weather and just how much how much it's just churning out there into the world like yeah i don't know it totally makes sense i'm like yeah lighthouses are haunted that's just how lighthouses work like Yeah, there's a
0: a lot of energy. There's a lot of like natural energy. I mean, Um, there is a lot of um, and there's going to be high emotions, emotions, like a lot of
1: dedication, a lot Mm -hmm. of love for the place. Oh, yeah. So much. Probably some hatred, too, from some of those
0: keepers. (laughs) There are definitely some lighthouses out there that, um, yeah, people basically went crazy um, just from the isolation. Right. And that is very real. Mm -hmm. Very real. I love it. (laughs)
1: i don't know there's there's one lighthouse
0: (laughs) that it's like in the middle of the lake superior or something and um people would stay i think it was like two weeks on one week off or something like that okay um but then when the coast guard took over from the lighthouse service because they just kind of absorbed them yeah um they switched it to you so you were like three weeks on one week off or something like that okay and people went crazy Oh, geez. They absolutely because they didn't see another human being, yeah, for like three or more weeks, and they and it's a small island. It's not a big island, right? So you're just on this tower in the middle of this giant lake, yeah. That is would happily kill you at any cent at <laughs> any second, like as long a, as a you number. Could... Not everybody, but yeah. a number of people went crazy. Okay, so really I take it back. Crazy. As long
1: as you could find some way to get me the internet, I would be great.
0: <laughs> was it Starlink? Is that what? Whatever uh, um, Musk has up well, in the air. Fuck that guy. So no, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because this is back in the
0: day when you you know you would have yeah. had. I mean, even you, even if we did have television, it'd be hard to get a reception. Oh out there. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I can, no wonder yeah. some of these guys went crazy. You know, all the writing you'd get done though. I would get a lot of writing and reading. Yeah. I'd get a lot That's of time. That's what out I'm that saying,
1: done. man. It's not that bad. And then, of course, you've got your tasks <laughs> and things, but mm. it
0: would just the sheer <laughs> isolation. Like, if something goes wrong, oh, there's nothing you can do. If you fall down those stairs on accident, you're, fucked. you're dead. <laughs> you're dead.
1: You better be real careful, my friend.
0: Yeah. Yup. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> So our last lighthouse for this episode is the Ontonoggin Lighthouse, which is featured in Ghosts of Michigan's Upper Peninsula by Jennifer Billick. The Exploring the North website sums up the history pretty well, so I'll just have Kay read it. Quote,
1: The present Ontonoggin Lighthouse was built in 1866 to replace the original wooden structure built in 1851-52, to one of the earliest lights built on Lake Superior. And think about how late that is. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't
0: we didn't get up there to build stuff. Yeah, till the eighteen fifties. Then people were had been sailing it for hundreds of years prior. Yeah, so Oof. probably should have done that earlier.
1: The Ansonnigan Light originally guided sailing vessels into the harbor as they came to pick up copper and lumber from the area and bring much needed supplies. The Ontonagon Lighthouse was built schoolhouse style, similar to Sandpoint Lighthouse at Escanaba, and the Copper Harbor Lighthouse with a cream colored brick that was also used for the Peninsula Point Lighthouse on Lake Michigan. Originally a one and a half story rectangular building, and 18. That should be foot. Okay. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure that's inch, and I don't think that's right. <laughs> An 18 inch square calliope kitchen. An 18-foot square gallery kitchen was added in 1890, originally built on the Lake Superior shoreline with a high basement to protect it from high waves and flooding. The lighthouse has since moved back from the shore as the land has filled in with deposits of sediment dropped by waves coming off the lake. The light was deactivated in 1963 after an automatic foghorn was installed on the West Pier and a battery light was located at the end of the East Pier, providing entrance into the Ontonagon Harbor and Marina. The lighthouse was placed on the National Register of Historic Places,
0: 1975. The first keeper, an Irishman named Tom Stripe, is thought to haunt the light because it's always a keeper. Uh- <laughs> it's always a keeper. <laughs> Fun fact He was missing the lower portion of his right arm, because missing a limb clearly does not prevent one from being a damn good lighthouse keeper, which we will see again and again as we look into the history of Michigan lighthouses. Huh. Okay. Uh, A lot of them were um, injured in the Civil War. Oh, that makes sense. And one of the jobs that they were like, "You're missing an arm and two legs. You can be a lighthouse keeper," (laughs) which is a badass job we will meet many badass lighthouse keepers right but also journey.
1: thanks for giving me that job with all the stairs they just crawled
0: some of them would like, like crawl crutches. across the the catwalk like through storms like yeah these guys were
1: damn
0: yeah they were damn. badass. and women too a lot of women mm-hmm. did these jobs especially while their husbands were away fighting the civil war yeah because you, as you've seen a lot of these were built around the time of the civil war yes so yeah when 1851 was one of the earliest yeah <sighs> yep Yep. Stripe served from 1866 to 1883. Ding! Good job. Yeah. Uh, People claim to hear him carrying the oil can, uh, which is filled with fuel used to refill the light. Mm -hmm. Not like, oil can in uh, Wizard of Oz. Um, Oh, I was like, what? (laughs) He would carry them up the tower stairs. Remember, he's only got one hand. Right. So sometimes the oil can is found on the stairs- moved from its usual location. And once during a tour, the group was stopped from going up the tower by a barrier of, quote, solid cold. Soon the clanking began, and when it stopped, the group was allowed to go on. It is speculated that this, uh, quote-unquote, solid cold was the spirit of Tom Stripe himself. Yeah, he's got work to do. Get out of the way. Yeah. He's got to (laughs) carry this oil can with one hand. That's really tiring. Yeah.
1: Other activity includes the voices of adults and children ringing out on stormy nights. Lamps and pieces of furniture relocate during the night, beds that were made become unkempt, and the tower windows seem to clean themselves, which is really nice actually. Yeah. That's helpful. <laughs> every year on uh, every year that august twenty fifth falls on a Tuesday, you can allegedly see the shadows of people carrying pails of water up the tower to throw on the house below a ghostly reenactment of a fire that occurred on august twenty fifth, eighteen ninety six, which was a Tuesday.
0: We need to figure out when the next Tuesday is and go (laughs) see if we can. Just go look. Yeah, go see if we excellent experience anything. Yes, please. So we finish with a brief quote from Connie's Circle Tour, uh, which was a feature by Connie LeMay in Lake Superior Magazine in 2016, which I think I actually followed some of that at the time. (laughs) Uh, Quote, I did peek into the notorious closet out of which the one-armed ghost sauntered. End quote. No, I do not know what that's referring to. <laughs> I uh, could not find it. <laughs> what What notorious closet? I don't know. <laughs> I, this is what she says. Okay. Or he says. I think it's a he. Um, I, <laughs> this is all I could find. Okay. We'll have to go and ask what the closet is. <laughs> uh, LeMay continues, touching the artifacts and opening doors is encouraged here. No skeleton in the closet, but I and at least one other person heard what might have been a baby crying in the room.
1: Oh, that's not good. Yep.
0: End quote. No. Nope. Yeah, that was that was a personal experience. Wow. Weird, right? Yeah. Lots of babies crying, but these were families. These were yeah. not often single men. Um, yeah. Definitely not single women. It was women with their children, and their husbands were away. Right. Usually at the Civil War. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, just you know, given the fighting. time period. <laughs> well, then I'm like, does the Great Lakes have sirens? I mean, and they maybe. have learned to like oh, mimic babies. Um, there are some legends about um, like, quote unquote, mermaids. Yeah. In Lake Superior. Um, several, actually, native legends and sightings. Excellent. So. Me? <laughs> Me? Why don't what if it's a mermaid? Because I read that book that was written like 200 years ago or something. Oh, yeah. Not, not quite yeah. that long ago, but. Um, but a really long time ago. Yeah. Well over 100 years ago. Um, and he was relaying the stories that his friends would tell him around the campfire. Yeah. So, and the, and some of those did include stories of um, mermen, actually. Excellent. They were not mermaids, they were mermen. Even
1: better. Mm-hmm. And became these little baby noises.
0: <laughs> yeah, who knows? <laughs> I don't and know. They, and they were not friendly. Um, no. It was definitely a cautionary if you see them, you know, stay on your guard. Mermaids are not friendly. Not generally, no. Mm-mm. Mer people in general. Mer people. Um, this is uh creatures this is that not, come from the sea. This is not the little mermaid. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, lots of we've been a few times at a couple of these lighthouses, babies crying, the cradle rocking. Yeah. On its own. Weird. Um, I mean there would have been families. Unsettling. In fact, a lot of these people seem to have lots of children, like four or five kids at least. There's nothing to do out there but bang. I mean, if your husband's away, well. Hmm. Well. But yeah, a, they had the, they were families and these are dangerous places yeah and a lot of times it was a family affair their son or their grandson would help them with the log books yep. or whatever yeah uh or their wives etc kind of interesting cuz it was very dangerous work very dangerous work it just yeah. not surprised me at all that people are experiencing things
1: no 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 not at all like i said i just presume lighthouses to be haunted
0: yeah. That's how lighthouses work. Yeah. There's such a, like, romantic feeling about them. Like, oh, they're so pretty. It's like, people died. People washed up on, dead bodies washed up on the shores. Yeah. <laughs> like, these were dangerous, dangerous places. If yeah. they weren't, there wouldn't be a lighthouse there. wouldn't there. be a lighthouse, yeah. Yes, they're pretty, <laughs> but oh, man. <laughs> so go visit them. Exactly. <laughs>
1: Uh, that wraps up our first look at Michigan lighthouses from a very small section of the coast of Superior. Very limited. <laughs> <laughs> there will be more lighthouse episodes to come next season.
0: There are so many. So many. Oh my gosh. Like, I literally have a poster in my hallway, yeah. a framed poster, and, and there's it's just lighthouses everywhere. It's just
1: covered in text. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Okay, don't forget that Haunted Mitten is on Patreon. $1 a month gets you access to the private Haunted Mitten Discord server, as well as exclusive Patreon content including a growing collection of live presentations. Also check us out at hauntedmitten.com, which includes a link to our merch store, which I can't, couldn't find last time I was on the website. I'll show you. So I'll have to find it again. Yeah. Um, and it has a list of our upcoming events, which I desperately need to update.
0: Yeah, we actually do have some booked for next season, so. Yeah. And we will have more. Woo. So, yeah, keep an eye out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. Yes, this is not, the, we are going into our, like, our quote unquote slow time, because we're still writing, but. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're our, we'll still time. be doing things behind the scenes, but it's Michigan, it's winter. We're not um, there are doing... not a lot of people are doing a lot right now. No,
1: and nobody and we're over spooky time for the normies. So Yeah, a little bit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Spring we definitely have some booked. So Yeah. Um
1: Yeah, but when we have stuff, um, it'll be posted on our website. I and mean, usually if there if there is a link to the event, it will be there too. Yes. So definitely.
0: Yeah, you can find us there. And you can also keep up with us on uh Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter Twitter at for Mitten. now. Yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I don't, it's they, starting to go down on, on, in other countries. <laughs> yeah, and, and Facebook and Instagram have been doing some goofy stuff lately, too, that I'm just like, guys,
1: just Oh, it's stop, all stop. shit. Stop. We just all stop. just need to, is good again, so we all just need to go back to Tumblr.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I guess I don't know. Could, at the moment, we would have fun honestly with a haunted bin Tumblr.
1: I kind of want to do it. Um, at the moment, it is the least
0: problematic of all social media. Yeah, and like and TikTok too. They're like, oh, maybe I'll get banned or censored or just because it's a Chinese company. Yeah, just, yeah. So Different even rules. Even moving to Twitter to TikTok now, I'm like, well, depending on what the outcomes are. I know like, oh, it's so frustrating. Social
1: media is in such. It's this. I think Twitter is the beginning of the upheaval of it, but I think huge mm-hmm. changes are to come. But for so the too. moment, we have to like write it out because
0: because yeah. Meta is not doing great either. The, no, the, the parent company Meta.
1: Yeah. So
0: yeah, we'll see where we pop up. So next. for now,
1: find us these places. Discord's pretty knows? solid. Discord is great. <laughs> Join our Patreon to come chat with us in Discord. We post stupid memes. There are a lot of
0: them. And I post different articles. I find that. Yeah.
1: We also post weird shit. I may
0: or may not use on the, yeah. the podcast.
1: But, you know, and then maybe in the near future, find us on Tumblr because everything the world is imploding. Who knows?
0: Yeah. Who knows? Fuck it. And, I, and we want to start doing some like live chats and things too. so Yeah. And Patreon finally lets me post videos. Hell yeah. So we'll be doing that too. Finally. They didn't used to let me do that. So that's why we haven't had them. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and again, so far, you can find um, B and K also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I am at Krista K Coburn. K is at K, just the letter K Gray writes. And if you have a spooky story that you would like to share or just want to reach out, uh, email us at contacthauntedmitten at gmail.com.
1: We are not always the fastest at replying to emails, but we
0: will reply. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I I have like four four or five gmail accounts now just between the different um places i volunteer goodness and i'm employed and yeah it's kind of it's getting a little wild now a little bit um and don't forget that any books we mention on this show are available for purchase at bookshop.org slash shop slash haunted mitten uh there are a few in this one like three or four i think yeah we had a lot um and they make great presents i know my brother's birthday is coming up but he would be like why did you get me this (laughs) why did you do this stop (laughs) plugging your podcast (laughs) um yeah so yeah get your spook on just because it's the quiet season winter is is a definitely traditional season for spooky spooky tales Mm because you're at least in the northern hemisphere in the northern areas because it's cold it's cold and we're all huddled up around our fires we got nothing else to do yeah tell spooky stories get your spook on (laughs) (laughs) and as always happy haunting